You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up, though? Welcome to Teacher Talk Podcast, Episode 4, titled Black Teachers Matter. This is your host, Tori J. Anderson, a.k.a. the owner of Teaching at Trill LLC and the host of Teacher Talk Podcast. I am joined today with two educators and an actual principal. So this is kind Ooh. of a new vibe. We got a new, a new perspective. Um, I'm going to give everybody, I guess, the opportunity to introduce themselves. You know, we don't have to say any names. We are also are not going live today just because, um, we kind of want to have a, a real conversation about an issue in education, um, which is the underrepresentation of black educators and black teachers. And so we're going to go with the no case, no face, uh, motto with, today's episode so with that being said uh, guys just you know tell us a little bit something about yourself you don't have to say names but just tell us you know kind of who you are and just maybe one fact about yourself all right so i guess i'll go first um (laughs) it's me portia no choice no choice right uh fifth grade teacher for going on six years now Uh, five year mark five year mark no longer the new teacher. A mm. uh, little side fact. Slight flex. That was a slight floss on you Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I've been coaching athletics for about five years also. Awesome sauce. All right. Um, my name is Charles. I This is my ninth year as an educator. I spent six years in the classroom teaching both elementary, middle, and a year of high school, Ooh. actually. <laughs> Um, Middle school. Yeah, I've had I've been in a lot of different places. Okay, um, and then I've been an administrator for three years now. Oh, nice. So those of you who are listening, you you know how I feel about middle school teachers. I think you all are a very very special bunch. <laughs> it takes a very special soul to teach middle schoolers. Um, because in my personal opinion, they are freaking nuts. Where's the bell at? Just in case I drop an f bomb, I like to you know. Clock my my usage of profanity. We haven't used that in a while. <laughs> um, just, you know, so when you hear that, that means I've dropped some kind of profane language. But you did well because we haven't used the bell since like episode one. That is very true. Uh-huh. All right. So let's dig in today. Oh, wait. I got to uh, promote myself. You can follow me on Instagram at Teaching It Trill. Um, you know, it's kind of how it's spelled. Teaching It Trill. Uh, com, or you can email me at info at teaching it trill. And so let's dig into today's episode for Black Teachers Matter. So I got some statistics and just some data because anybody who knows me knows I love my research and I love my data because at the end of the day, you can't argue with the facts, Cannot. especially when it's scholarly uh, data. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> Numbers do not. Men lie. Women lie. Well, Numbers don't. Not women. Women, we don't lie. We don't lie. <laughs> but <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> some some of us might disagree. Um, but numbers and facts don't lie. So uh, to start off with, black students, and this is research, black students comprise about 16% of our public school students, but black teachers only roughly represent 8% of the teaching workforce. So that's one little interesting tidbit. Another one, according to government estimates, students of color are now the majority in U.S. public school. But as the percentage of students of color grows, the same isn't true for teachers of color. And then my third fact, in large urban districts, such as uh, Detroit, black and Latino students account for at least 65 percent of the student population. In stark contrast to the diverse group of students, the teaching workforce has remained largely white and female. And so these are kind of this is just the research that kind of 
uh, I want to use as a foundation for today's discussion. Uh, before we begin, I kind of want to do a, just a quick agree or disagree. I'm going to say some statements. You'll just say whether you agree or disagree, and then we can talk about them. All right? So this isn't really formal. It's more informal, but, you know, the beginning of the show, got to do the, you know, bells and whistles and all that. And those of you that are listening, that have been listening since episode one, you can kind of, you know, get the gist that I'm kind of super chill. Plus, I have my cup of tequila in my hand. Also, we have a bottle of Hennessy in the studio hey. because you can't talk about black teachers without and just the Hennessy. black community in general without Hennessy. I feel like I'm Shannon Sharp. Like, I need a do-rag on and a black and mild hanging out my lip <laughs> right now, too. With a pair of yays. I should have done that with, with some yays. But, you know, I'm a teacher. I can't afford any buffs. So. <laughs> if anybody wants to donate, you know, Hutch's jeweler, you know, if you want to donate some buffs to me, uh, that'd be great. It's somebody's I'm, problem. Now we could borrow a pair. Right. True story. That's real. All right. So we're going to say agree or disagree. I'm going to participate too. In my building, the black teacher and white teacher ratio is somewhat even. Disagree. I think I actually agree in my building now. I think. In my building now, I agree. I'm back with, you know, I'm in DPS. And uh, just my building is very small too. Mm. And so it's a, a nice even ratio between black and white teachers. Disagree. Um, 98% of my staff are uh, people of color. Oh, nice. Uh, With me, it's probably about split, but what I did notice is that a majority of the black teachers are lower L. Mm. And it's just uh, me, myself, and I between fourth and fifth grade. Wow. Mm. Yikes. But a lot of them are uh, kindergarten, first grade. Hmm. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? How do you feel about – do you think there's a such thing as having too many black teachers, too few black teachers, or too many white teachers? <laughs> let's let's get it Let's get it popping. Oh, Look, I'm definitely like, ready to answer take, this question. She takes no time just jumping in. Um, like. It matters tremendously. And, and as a principal, that was a big um, – it was a really big responsibility that I thought was my job to make sure that my staff – represented the students that we served uh, and the times and the occasions that that has not been true. There's been a lot of dynamic issues in terms of establishing relationships with kids mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. being able to um, and then being too prescribed to rules and procedures rather than thinking about the real life nature of like the kids that we actually serve. True story. Um, and so I my, break rules every day. B. <laughs> All day. <laughs> And, and like that is my expectation, right? And so it's like I expect my teachers to be to treat their kids as like real people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that oftentimes people who are not of color don't know when to play that card and when not to. Um, so my percentage was higher. So I had a I had more non people of color in my building during year one. Uh, I'm going into next year with one. Wow. Any, I'm assuming your students are majority African American or yes. black or brown. So, uh, 98% African American. Um, and then we also have two Caucasian students. So they make up my 2%. So I think it's interesting that you said like that some teachers need to know when to kind of, you know, maintain policies and when you got to go against them. Like I know some teachers are very, very hell bent and people look at me like I'm crazy when I say I don't assign homework. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't understand. All these kids ain't got homes. That's All these kids don't have the same home life. Mm. Um, you know, I feel in the black community, socioeconomic status is, well, not even I feel. Research says that in, you know, many black communities, socioeconomic status, 
you know, does not mirror, you know, their white their white counterparts, right? So let's say mom is at home when I get home from school. Mom might be able to help me with my homework. Mom might be a, there with a snack mm-hmm. and, you know, waiting for me. For many of my students, they're going home to an empty house or they might go home and they might be caregivers or they might go home and they might have to take care of, you know, 50, 11 dozen sisters and brothers and help them with their homework. Mm-hmm. I, I had a second grader like that uh, this past fall who kind of dropped the ball a lot bringing his homework back. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking him, you know, you know, hey, what's going on? He tells me a lot of times, you know, mom's not there to help because she has, you know, she she works seven jobs. So by the time we get home, uh, my my older sister, she just goes in her room and closes the door. So it's me and he had an uh, older brother about fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. And, you That's know, not even that much older. Exactly. Not at all. <laughs> right. And so that, that was his everyday. That was his normal. So he's struggling with the reading, struggling with the math and things mm-hmm. like that. And guess what? As a teacher and especially as a black teacher who grew up in a single parent home, I get that. Yeah. Like, I understand that shit. Mom might have to, you know, mom <laughs> might work at GM. Mom yep. might be working 12, 14-hour shifts. And realistically, by the time mom gets home, sis is tired. Right. The priority is putting a roof over my kid's head, mm-hmm. putting food on the table. Yeah, and the last priority might be helping you with your homework. And so as a black educator, I understand that. Yeah. I feel that. And, you know, two things. One, to connect to the last thing that you said, it it's... It's understanding that narrative of the families that we serve that's really important to Mm -hmm. show empathy because a lot of times there's this assumption that parents don't care. Mm -hmm. And I like I've always said 98 percent of of parents care about their kids deeply. Mm -hmm. I agree. And they care about their education performance. They may not always know. They may not do things the way that we would do them, mm-hmm. but or the traditional way. But they care, and they or they might not know how to go right. about. But they yes. always care, and that's something that I've always found to be true. And something that we did at my school was uh, we standardized homework, so it would look the exact same hmm. every day from the beginning of school to the end. How does that? What does that look like? Look at me. I'm like, <laughs> can you send me the PDF? Do tell. Yeah. Um, Sharing so, is caring. Yeah, I definitely would share that. Um, but our homework has the same format. It's the same four kinds of assignments. It's the same skills over and over again. Because mm-hmm. um, repetition works whether right. you realize it or not. And seven so times. We, we don't change, like we change the numbers and things, but the skills itself typically stay the same so that kids are able to do their homework alone. So when they first started my school, parents were like, oh, this homework is a lot. And I'm like, Trust me on this one. It's going to get better. Mm-hmm. We're doing the same work that we're asking your kids to do at home at school. They're going to get it, and it will make homework better. Right. And then by the time we hit second quarter, a lot of parents were like, oh, right. you're right, Mrs. Stanley. The homework thing is not a big deal anymore. And then also as an English teacher, people don't realize when I say, yo, you know, math is really the only place research proven that homework works because you're reinforcing skills. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you English homework at home if it's not going to help build right. your capacity. I'm just right. giving you busy work yep. and failing you. And homework is is proven to be the number one indicator of failure. Mm. So what I'm going to fail you more for? Right. And I don't want you going home practicing the same thing incorrectly. Wrong. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it does happen. All the time. Which is also, again, why we don't change what we give in the homework over the course of the year, just so that we make it, uh, they get that repetitive practice, but they're doing the skill the right way yeah. over and over again. Right. All right. Agree or disagree, number two, because this is, we going to look, we are passionate. Like when it comes <laughs> to education and just the black community, I don't, and I feel that same energy from the people surrounding me, um, we can go all day, every day. But uh, number two, agree or disagree, black teachers and white teachers have the same instructional impact on black students. Agree or disagree? This is why we did the no face, no case. I'm going to speak freely. Disagree. Disagree as well. My heart is leading me to disagree. (laughs) But? (laughs) I don't think it's a but. I just want to make, I think I just need to clarify what my disagree really means. 
Um, and that's what that's why we said we're gonna talk it out. After. <laughs> yeah, because I think I would say I disagree because I think oftentimes people sell short the capacity of black educators mm-hmm. and their ability to to have high achievement in classrooms. And I was like. I'm like, nah, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're beast and we're beast at my school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I don't think that there is the, I don't think the capacity of black teachers is sold short um, when it comes to being able to produce results. Mm. So when I think of just instructional impact, I'm not even talking about impact, like just overall impact. I'm talking about instructional impact. When I teach, my goal is to make everything I do culturally relevant because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if these kids don't give a shit about what you're saying and right. if it does not relate to their their life, it's going to go in one ear and out the other. Yep. We are if living. It gets to their ear. Yeah, literally. If it gets to their ear, if it's not like on block because I'm on my cell phone, which does not happen in Miss Anderson's class, I'll hey. swing on you. I really won't swing <laughs> on you. I'm just saying I'm going to swing on you. Disclaimer. This, I'm really not going to swing on a kid, but my yeah. students know how I feel about cell phones. I'm very, very particular about my 55 minutes yeah. give me my 55 all of it um but my goal is to make everything culturally relevant mm-hmm. if we are reading even if there's a unit or we're reading some like my district just moved into a new curriculum i was a part of the adoption committee because like i said i need to make sure i got a seat at the table because these are you know big moves yep. and one of the things i was looking for in the new curriculum like where are the opportunities for cultural relevancy and within every unit and every text, I'm already thinking in my brain, okay, what can I do to make this culturally relevant to my students? Not to mention just the things that are going on in current events mm-hmm. that you can pull into your classroom. You just actually got to do the work. All right. All and right. so my goal is to not only make things culturally relevant, but be authentic. Because yeah. some kids can tell when you're just trying too hard. And for me, it's natural because I'm from All the same hood. Right. Oh, they can tell. <laughs> All y'all in the, y'all, All like, I don't, I don't just, I don't talk or I don't speak slang like I'm trying to speak slang. No, this is how I talk. Mm-hmm. I'm When I talk, you know, forced. thank you. When I yeah. use American Standard English, that's when I'm forcing it. But, <laughs> you know, African-American vernacular, that's my first language. Like, Hello. so, <laughs> and I need my students. And, and even that, me just using African-American vernacular English when I teach. Mm-hmm. And so when I teach, I'm using AAVE. But if I'm presenting, inform- if I'm talking about, I'm sorry, let me, let me backtrack. If I'm presenting information, right, I'm going over, um, Content. I'm teaching my thing, my students about theme. If I'm going over definitions and examples, I'm gonna go standard American English, right? But when I'm giving them real world examples, that's when I switch to the AAVE. I'm teaching my students how to code switch. I feel that is something that as a black educator, I'm teaching my students a content and I'm teaching them a skill that they're gonna need once they get out in the real world. Yep. White teachers can't do that. No. Not authentically. No. (laughs) No. Not saying y'all y'all can't do it, but it's, it's not, not the same. It's not the same. It's not yeah. the same. It's not going to be received the same. Because then, you know, they say, oh, they're trying too hard to make that connection and things mm-hmm. like that. And students call us out quickly. Yeah. And I think it, it for teachers who are, are not of color, I think the opportunity to. I like how you're so politically correct. I'm you're like not of color. I'm like white, black. I'm, you know, I'm trying to be here. Um, That's America. But, you know, I think the what happens for them is like over time they start picking up. Mm-hmm what other teachers are doing and like the ways that they're making connections and they try to adopt them themselves. Yeah. Cause they see that it's working. Yes. yes. Whereas that's the advantage that we typically have when we step into a room is it's like, Oh yeah, now I need to make this like you have brothers and sisters, you know what it means to share. Mm-hmm. Right. And then my kids are like, Oh yeah. So when I'm trying to do fractions with kindergartners, they understand they know what sharing is about. Mm-hmm. When I can talk to them like I'm their mom, like yeah. get your life together. Again, <laughs> things that work, right? <laughs> one of my one of my coworkers, um, his name's uh, Mr. Smith, super super just deep guy. Um, he said that he talked about social currency, mm-hmm. 
And I feel that as black people or black teachers, we have social currency with our teachers. People look at me like the first thing they see is my tattoos. I'm like, okay, I got a, a sleeve. I'm working on a sleeve. You don't understand. This is social currency. Mind you, I love tattoos. I'm not doing it because it's like social currency. But this is social currency with me for my students because when my students, any student, even if they're not mine or not, I've been in my classroom and a kid will come in a room and lift up his shirt like, Miss Anderson, look at my tattoo. I'm like, whoa, first of all. <laughs> too much. That's, that's a bit too much. <laughs> case. But second, you know, your lining looks nice and the shading is okay. And sometimes I've, I've looked at tattoos before and I'm like, that's infected. And I've gone to the Dollar Tree and got some antibacterial soap and some Andy ointment and, like, helped the kid. Like, yo, go in the bathroom and wash this. It's infected. (laughs) That's social currency. It is. (laughs) That reminds me of a story. So, like, I mean, I have locks. um, And sometimes the girls will come in and they'll have braids in their hair Mm -hmm. and things that we have in common. Your hair itches when it's braided. Yep. And it's tight as hell. And it might, it's, it's dry. <laughs> so then, so hell, like, I don't think hell counts as Does it not count? Okay, great. We'll uh, okay, great. I just didn't know. Um, but my connection is like, because I have that experience, I'm able to be like, oh, well, then you can like, you can just tap your hair like that. That'll help oh, it without messing up your hair. That annoys me so and much and in and class. I had, who, I had a student um, about a month or so ago, she had locks, but they were really damaged. So she ended up cutting them off. So she came in with the wig, you know, making that transition. She mm-hmm. just, like, oh, my gosh, she lost her mind. Like, Yeah, hair want, is a big deal for us. She didn't want to eat lunch yes. and, in the cafeteria with the other kids, and she just, like, wanted me to hide her. Mm-hmm. And so I sent her down to the uh, dean of culture. She's black. And, you know, she came up, she's like, I had to talk with her, you know, because I do hair on the side sometimes. So, you know, I got sis. Mm-hmm. I got Right. And you and, can't do that with. Right. I've done <laughs> hair. I think it's so funny. I love, and I love when uh, my white coworkers, they acknowledge like the black girls, their new hair, loving the new do. But I'm like, bro, you're going to be saying loving the new do every, every week. week. <laughs> every week. Cause oh my gosh, did you cut your hair? I know. I changed it up. And so one of my coworkers, and this is another reason why black teachers matter. Um, one of my students is going to a DECA competition and her teacher tried to tell her she couldn't wear her hoop earrings. Right. Mm. It's, it's everybody's, y'all should have just seen everybody's face. <laughs> like, and so another teacher was like, well, go talk to Miss Anderson and see how she feels about that. Because everybody knows how Tori J. Anderson feels about her hoop earrings. Like, <laughs> I've emailed parents, scholarly research. Now. Yeah, right. I've, I've emailed parents. I had one parent was like, but them ghetto-ass earrings. And so I had to email the parents some, you know, scholarly research about, you know, the significance of, you know, large hoop earrings in black culture, Latin American culture. You know how, you know, in Africa, you know, hoop earrings are just large earrings. I, I, I went in. And, and the thing is, it could be worse. It's a hoop earring. It's Come just on earrings. It's, 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 it's earrings. It's not like it's a midriff, halter top, cleavage all popping Man. out. It's hoops. Thighs out. They're earrings. It's hoops. I, and so you can't, you you might not see me, but I have, I wear hoop earrings frequently. I have box braids. They're typically down to my waist. Um, I often, when I'm walking up and down the aisle in my classroom, I'm like, Miss Anderson, you just slapped me with your braids. I'm like, I'm sorry. They might have deserved it. But you know, you know, <laughs> I can't control, I can't control <laughs> the name. And I lock swing all the time, so I'm here with you. <laughs> but I just even just hair. Like I um there was one did you all see the video with the the teacher who was, you know, he the white teacher was brushing the girl's hair. He no. was doing a, the young yeah, lady's hair. Oh, um, you look like you don't feel you don't feel too good. You feel <laughs> like always, it was kind of staged. Yeah, I, yes. It might have been. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm like, how did that become a video? 
Yeah. I've I, d- I mean, pers- I mean, because I've done hair in the classroom. I've mm-hmm. done hair as an administrator. I don't need a camera on me to do that. Mm. It's just because my kids, like, it's picture day, and I need my kids to look right before right. their parents see the proof. Let's get that little swoop together. You know? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's, it, like when you when it's done for for the camera, like, it just loses all it Like, the camera just happened to be rolling. And what's so crazy right. is I think that. That's not a happenstance. <laughs> That's just on purpose. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And so, like, I love, so I follow a lot of, you know, prominent educators on Instagram, and I love, you know, seeing what they're doing in their classroom. And everybody's always saying, yo, why don't you, because sometimes I'll catch glimpses and then I got to edit and put stuff together because then my students, they just be, sometimes my students be just a little too wild. Once they, they see you with the camera. Yeah. No, they just, they just do the most and they say stuff and I'm just like, I can't post this. Like this is for, this is for us. This isn't for the public. Cause they, I'm like, what is this lady doing with these kids in this classroom? But, um, but when they see the end result, Right, but when I see people posting videos of their kids, and I'm just like, yo, first of all, how you got time to capture all this? And I tried that once. We were talking about the, um, like, the Declaration of Independence, something like that, the whole little breakup letter. And we had the stage of, like, I found this I like that you said it's a breakup letter. Uh, that's how, that's how nice it's supposed to be curriculum. Definitely using that. And now. so <laughs> it was, like, you're supposed to find this crumbled up piece of paper. Like, a student wrote this note. Read it out loud. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hand wrote it on the notebook paper and everything. I'm like, yeah, while y'all was gone, I found this. And, you know, it looked, I'm going to read this out loud. So it was all in. And I'm mad I didn't record it the first time around. Mm-hmm. Because the reaction. Then I'm like... America just wanted to break up with Britain. That's all it was. It's like, oh, dang, Miss Lee, you got us. Da, 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 da. I was like, I want to record it because y'all reaction. And yeah. we tried it twice and it does not pan out the same. It was not yeah, no. And I feel like most of the videos that come from my school are because I use op- I use video for coaching opportunities mm-hmm. for my teachers. Um, or I'm looking for something very specific that I want other teachers to be able to steal and copy. Um, it's the other moments where folks are just like, oh, let me like – let me record so I can like look good and then share it and people can like see mm. it and I can go viral. I just have real it's a tension for me. Mm. It's a real tension for me. Like so for me, I'm like, okay, if something goes good in like my second hour, I'll I might record it for my first hour. My fourth hour. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna go back and say, Oh, I'm just I, I just I don't know, I got mixed feelings about that. <laughs> Same. I, I got mixed feelings. <laughs> and I'm just wondering if it's authentic. I know we got a little bit off topic about talking about dude brushing girl here. But I mean, you know, kudos <laughs> to him for doing her hair. Yeah, nice. Um, like I said, I understand how important hair is for, you know, female and male black yeah. students. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you ain't got a fresh lineup, if I got my hoodie on that, let's say I got my you know, my barber jacked up my hairstyle, right? My yes. my lineup. I might put my hoodie on. Yep. Right? Let's say my teacher or the dean of culture or somebody says, take your hoodie off. No, I don't want to take my hoodie off because my lineup is messed up and I don't want people to. If I talk to Miss Anderson, Miss Anderson might be a little bit more understanding. Yep. But, you know, someone else might not be. And they may not open up about that. No. I'm not going to take us down that rabbit hole either. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number three. This one might be a this might be a little little spicy. Number three. Agree or disagree. Black teachers and white teachers receive the same treatment from administration. Disagree. disagree. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I got to say agree. Disagree. All day, every day. Uh, anybody, someone want to open us up and tell us why they disagree? White tears. Mm, white tears. Let's, mm, what is, so if I'm a viewer and, or if I'm a listener and mm-hmm. I don't know what white tears means, what do I mean when I say white tears? So um, <laughs> I can only say this frankly. The only people who come into my office who have ever come into my office crying are teachers who are white. Mm. And that I cry I'm, in a car. I'm and it, it is <laughs> I'm prep. And it is the expectation 
I think a lot of times for me as a as administrator to like see those tears and then automatically just be like, oh, be sympathetic. And that's not where my go to lane is mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're emotional about something that doesn't require emotions. Um, and I tell people all the time, like this work, like you should be emotional about your kids. Like you should love them and feel passionate about them yeah. and their growth and their achievement. But you are at work. And the work itself is where you got to maintain. You got to put that face some, on. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to maintain some. So I'm like, I, some can, I can cry in the car. Yeah, I'll cry, cry in the bathroom. But don't come to my office crying and think that your tears are going to make you escape the reality of the work. Mm. Um, and that's where I see it often, where it's just like, oh, but I'm trying. Or I'm the like, reality of your cons- or the reality of your actions and right. the consequences right. that go those actions. You are likely doing something wrong. I am telling you it's wrong, and it needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And that, point blank. And, and that's, that's all the, I got. That's when the tears come. Yeah, and I'm and 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 in those moments without violin, like, <laughs> right? The little one. Uh, and I think in those moments, those are the times that I am viewed as the most harsh because I am I'm already naturally not a very emotional person, um, <laughs> and so when you cry in front of me, I am going to look at you. <laughs> I'm going to push a box of tissue your way and be like, when you're done, we can we can continue the like, conversation. Suck that mm-hmm. shit up. <laughs> mm-hmm. ultimately that's what it is right because it's like the crying is and i tell but i tell kids this i'm like you're coming in here crying crying isn't fixing the problem Not we have to talk about it but you know what i tell my kids like if you're gonna cry quiet quietly don't get my desk wet yeah and like it's okay to be upset. it's okay to be upset it's okay to get mad but like the tears itself don't fix anything yeah we've got to talk about what the problem is and then what are the steps we're going to do to fix it yeah that's we got to get to that point Cry outside. <laughs> so in my personal experiences, um, I have always been, surprise, surprise, I've always been a, a rebel, mm. right? A she, radical. She was a rebel in college. <laughs> I was a little rebel in college. I've, I've been a rebel since probably birth. My mom said I came out with my eyes wide open on my own. I had 11 fingers. So I'd like to say I was born different mm. and I've done shit differently since, you know, 11, 17 Whatever year I was born, because I don't trust y'all. I might try to swipe my whatever. <laughs> I don't have no money, so y'all can do whatever. But I found that as a a black teacher, especially if I have like a black administrator, their expectations for me have always been higher. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at that, right? Because I love high expectations. Because when I sail over them bad boys, mm. then I get to stunt, like right. flip flip these box braids, flip the hoops. However, I feel that the expectation and the standard should be the same for all teachers across the board. Agreed. Not that just because I'm black that I should be held to a higher standard for educating black students, but that everybody should be held to the same standard. Because we all have the same job. Yeah. Yep, I mean, but as a principal, I face the same thing. Mm. I, I do. Like, I, I think I am. Do you one. hold your black teachers more accountable than your white teachers? It's I mean, all I got is black that's teachers. All well, yeah, well, look, 98, look, <laughs> we that's, all know. that's um, all 98% of those. Yeah. Um, I think, no, for I'm me, I try, I hold everyone to the same standard. And I, and I think that is the reason why I've lost white teachers is because mm. they don't feel like they can measure up. And I'm like, but measuring up is the only option. So you either measure up or you measure out. Ooh. And that's just kind of like, yeah, Cardi boys, (laughs) it is what it is. But like, I'm in a, I'm in a network of schools where, like, uh, you know, there are there are more white principals than there are black principals, and I know that's the same nationally, yeah. yeah. And you know, I know that there the the standards and requirements that I am having to uphold are not the same. Mm. And I'm like, but why? We all run schools, Mm. and it's important for us all. Look at my face. I was like. (laughs) Um, and so like that is discouraging so I'm like yeah hold me to high expectations because like I know that excellence is what I'm striving for mm. but I expect everyone else yeah. to also strive for that same excellence 
Yeah. Uh, with me, not just being supported by my admin when I was like student teaching, where they should have like included my cooperating teacher, my field supervisor and all that. They should have given me additional resources to help me be successful. Mm-hmm. And instead, they just, oh, let, you know what? Oh, dropped you and let you. Just cut the rope. Like, wow. And that was it. Wow. Like, and just left tra- you to flounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sink or swim. Yeah, but look at me now. Hey. Right. Six years in the game. Hey, another 55 more years. <laughs> right. Know. How many more years to retire? <laughs> we can't retire until we're like 95 oh years old now yeah. in America. I don't even talk about retirement. That, like when the people come to like when they come during lunch with the snacks, I'm like, I that's 80 years from now. I'm not. No I don't need so. those. That's stress. I got like nearly that. enough money saved for the. <laughs> All right. So, well, number four, agree or disagree? Black teachers and white teachers receive the same treatment from students. Disagree. Disagree. <laughs> I love how we all laughed. <laughs> uh, anecdotes. Um, for, experiences. For me, I started my current position in January. And the teacher who I took over for, she wasn't of color. Mm-hmm. She didn't have that relationship piece built in. And the principal told me that from jump. Mm-hmm. And looking at it now, it's June, end of the year. You know, my colleague's like, oh, my gosh, your class now was definitely not that class that you started with in January mm-hmm. and just having those one-on-ones with the students and things like that, where we built the relationships that the previous teacher didn't have the way that they received me on top, just because I am black, you know, that added to it right there. Yeah. Now we're not saying that all black not teachers. All. No, but no, 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 my no, case, no, you should say, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Cause they're, <laughs> oh, no, no, God, no, <laughs> definitely got stories about that. Yeah. Um, I think in my school, what like my my students, for better or for worse, are relationship kids, and they know whether or not you love them and genuinely yeah, care for them. They know, and, offer and, it, and that is what matters most. Whether you black or white, yeah. kids know whether you they are know. there for them or whether you're there for that check. They, they say, sniff you out. They like say dogs and kids are the other. two best judges of character. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why they're so uh, blunt. Yeah, <laughs> and my little joke is they don't play. So it's like there's I have one teacher who can come in the room. And he can he he runs their like computer science class, um, and he has to like get iPads set up. The room is pin drop silent. Mm-hmm. Kids adore him; they love him like none other. So whatever he asks of them, they do it. He doesn't raise his voice. He's the most calm, gentle spirit I know. Mm-hmm. He runs the specials. The other specials teacher, white woman, teaches art. Does not connect with kids. Mm. She is scared of kids. Scared of and kids. And I've told her. Hold on, pause. Are what? you scared of kids or and are you scared of our kids? No, no, no. All my kids are black. So I'm, when I say scared of kids, I mean that I'm is black that's kids. a that's an <laughs> understood black kids. Okay. But I'll say it just to make it clear. She is scared of black kids. Um, and my students, the same class that that same gentleman can go in and get four minutes of pin drop silence. Mm. She walks in there like. And they're like Turn sharks. Up. They're like little sharks. And that's they how can my, sniff that out. They mm-hmm. know. My kids with the art and music teacher versus the gym teacher. I mean, it's gym too on top of that. But they go to gym, had a full time, everything's cool. They go to art. It's a wrap. Yeah. Chaos. So I consider myself, and this is a, what, a, an educational term, a, a warm demander. Ooh. Right? I am, oh, I am a warm demander. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a little hot. I'm a little, I'm a hot demander. Mm. And my students, I tell my students at the beginning of the year when I'm introducing myself, you guys are not going to like me until you leave my classroom. 
And once you leave my classroom, you'll understand why. And every student I've had, and this is, I put this on Fanny, and everybody knows I love my grandma, Fanny L. Anderson, rest in peace. Um, but every student I've had, Miss Anderson, I thought you was me in the beginning, but you just wanted us to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, no shit. Yeah. Just wanted <laughs> to right? That's my job. I just that, wanted y'all to learn. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to be on y'all, and I'm going to be hard on y'all because I have expectations. And I'm not going to lower those ex- expectations because I don't feel you can do it. I right. know you can do it. And yeah. I know that everybody else counts you out. And they say, oh, they can't do this, so I'm going to just give y'all the bare minimum. My issue is that I'm tired of people giving poor black kids a piss poor ass education huh, and I refuse to do it yeah like I, I tell my kids like the moment I quit yelling at you the moment I quit talking to you <laughs> be worried then mm-hmm. you know I'm not telling y'all to do anything I have a blind that... spot in my room <laughs> I put you in my blind spot <laughs> but I'm not telling y'all to do anything that I haven't had to go through anything that's you know the principal's not telling me to do to you guys. Like, mm-hmm. this is why I'm here. I could be anywhere yeah. in the city. I could be anywhere in the state, out of state, wherever. But I'm here with you guys. Texas yeah. is sounding real nice right now with my that. My brother's been trying to get me it's there hot, since though. I started teaching. <laughs> it's hot. It's like, so hot. when I was doing my student teaching, it was the same year my brother moved down to Dallas. And, mm-hmm. like, every week, all right, sis, you know, they got some positions open down here in Dallas. It started off at, you know, they dangling those yeah. carrots in Texas. They, yeah. they just hired about 200 teachers down here. You know, Ready. go ahead. I'm like, bro. But, but he knew that the only way that my parents moved down there is if I moved down. Mm. And he had to find out of a shot. Oh, you trying to find yeah. out? Right. So and that's different. what it was. My so the like, reason why I became an educator, and I tell people this all day, every day, I said, if I cannot teach black and brown kids, then I'm not teaching. Mm. I've never I've never wanted to teach in a district outside of Detroit. Um, I've never wanted to teach anywhere other than in an urban school district because I feel that that's my, my place in life or my purpose yeah. is with urban students. Um, everybody else... You know, they, they shortchange our kids and I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But I think it even exists for, I think white teachers do the same for white kids too. Mm. And I only say this because I, you know, I thought the very same thing as you. I was like, you know, teaching black and brown kids is what I do, is what I know. Like I, and I'm a, I'm a preacher in my classroom. So I'm constantly just being like, (laughs) you need to catch this lesson. I'm going to teach you math and right. Um, and then I, was I started teaching in an affluent school in Nashville. And when I got my class, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to connect, but I only know how to be me. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what I was. And like, but it, it, the students that I had that year, like they were pushed harder than they'd ever been pushed before. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to learn a lot about the things that they were doing wrong in terms of like the way that they treated people and how they like. In, Those life nice yeah. character. Nice like, character. It was a lot of character building and like, learning how to be inclusive and like what does equity really look like mm-hmm. and like what does diversity look like and like how are they a part of that and how are they not a part of that um and so they had to have some real life lessons for me cuz they came in thinking that I was <laughs> that I wasn't smart and I was like oh you got this game real yeah. twisted but you know what those life <laughs> lessons like those go a long way yeah. Yeah. even i find myself with my fifth graders like we'll be talking about this for a moment and somehow we segue but it still ties to whatever the curriculum is mm-hmm. like we're talking about our Jackie Robinson unit and Sometimes you got to go off the off the the guy. And I'm telling you, lots of times, you know, my grandma's <laughs> dropping all these gems on me when I was growing up. Right. About you know her growing up seeing the race riots down in Detroit and Hastings Street and all that type of stuff. That's not in the curriculum. That's like man. And there's like, oh yeah, right. yeah, my dad watched a special on Netflix about this, and they're just making those connections. Yeah. Where the teachers next door is not going to be able to drop. Yeah. those. and then usually not. They're so used to again. It's that whole like I've been giving this. Like these are the rules. This is the script. I'm gonna stick to this. Mm-hmm. And like. I even think I think even <laughs> even white kids benefit more yeah. from having teachers of color than they do from having white teachers at times too. 
uh, because of the fact that we are, I think we have a larger we understanding. We don't live in a of, white world. So. Facts. No, we don't. That, and we value educating the whole child mm-hmm. in a way that is just different. That's not to a test. Yeah. Yep. I think that it makes them more well-rounded, right? Like yes. if you are, if you have teachers who are diverse, it teaches you to not only know how to interact with people who are diverse, mm-hmm. but we're thinking, oh, it's college and career readiness. These kids are not going to stay with us forever. Like nope. they got to go out into the real world. And you know, we know that in the world is, especially the United <laughs> States, demographics are changing, uh, significantly. In the United States, like diversity, you have to learn how to interact with people um, from diverse backgrounds because, yeah, you know, this new generation is not with the shits. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) We got look, we got cell phones. We whipping our phones all day, every day, and recording, like, recording. You what you say? I be, I'm ready. Speaking like, to the mic. You said what now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> For everybody though, not even just black yeah, people. Matter. I'm like, you said what to my sister now? Because I live in Hamtramck, and it's a lot. It's Hamtramck is a very diverse community. Um, uh, da, da, da. number five, black teachers are more equipped, and I think we kind of spoke to this, to implement culturally responsive teaching and culturally relevant pedagogy. More equipped and more prepared to. So I think that I, I am an advocate. I love, um, so my master's project for, um, I just got a second master's, Slyflex, uh, second master's of education and literacy studies. And I'm doing my master's project on culturally relevant reading mm-hmm. and how it impacts African-American students' reading engagement and achievement. And as a result, I've done a lot of research on, um, you know, I've researched Gloria Lassen Billings. I'm kind of like a mini stalker, I feel like, of hers. <laughs> and um, Roberta Gay, who are like the gurus of culturally responsive um, teaching or culturally relevant pedagogy. And those are interchangeable. Um, but I am a firm believer that moving forward in any teacher preparation program that teachers need to undergo some form of culturally relevant or culturally responsive teaching classes, that needs to be a part of all teacher preparation programs, mm-hmm. no matter where you are. Like, like I think state, cause I, I know statewide they impact that, but I feel that all teachers, black, white, brown, you need to undergo this training. Agreed. Um, so do you agree that black teachers are more equipped to handle these things? And not even when I say culturally responsive teaching, I mean, like, including multicultural texts, like texts that have to do with Middle Eastern students, Latino or Latinx students, um, black students, yeah. Native American students, Asian American students. I mean, like with me, I signed the new news ELA as my rate of passages on Mondays for the week. And, you know, obviously there's a ton of topics and things that you can pick from. A plethora of news ELA. You need to cut us a check too. cut us a check. And the first time I (laughs) went urban on them, I dropped a a passage on Drake. Mm. Then the next week I dropped one, uh, Nipsey. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, and it's, it's funny because one of my husband's friends, his daughter's in my class, and so he texts my husband like, "Yo, why am I child reading about Nipsey for his, for her homework?" And da, 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 da. I was hmm. like, "Look, man, you know, you got to make it relevant for them. You know, at this age, they already are not a huge fan of reading, especially if they're already behind the curve. So you got to find something that's going to be interesting to them, something relevant, something current." And that just happened. Shameless plug moment. Teaching a Trail offers a whole unit, comprehensive unit on Nipsey Hussle's dedication featuring Kendrick Lamar on theme and author's <laughs> purpose. You can find us on Teachers Pay Teachers. That I'm sorry. A great so, plug. <laughs> slight flex again. So parent-teacher conferences roll around, and I had about three or four parents like, you know, when I saw that come home, I was like, pretty much like, mislead the shit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they loved it, like, you know, and it's from a couple parents who I wouldn't have expected because mm-hmm. they seemed the more, you know, 
more traditional route. They're the older, you know, set of parents and things like that. But like, but when I saw that come, I'm like, I really That's like about that because what's it was relevant. relevant. Yeah. And then I have my. And if it's not relevant, they're not gonna read it. Right. Like, yeah. period. And I, and I had my uh, my last observation last week, and I deviated from the standard curriculum, but I still, you know, of course, kept the standards tied to it. That's all that matters. And the article, <laughs> my, my principal gave me a pass on it when I was able to tell her the connection with it. And so the article I used in that case was about it's a female football player who's like really set on being the first female to play in the NFL, mm-hmm. and she's from Detroit. Hey. And so I passed that article out to them, right? <laughs> and again, by like 15 minutes, all right, we're going to annotate the textures, the highlighters, you know, X, Y, and Z. Standards and skills. The Keep timer going. goes off. I'm like, all right, y'all. And they're like, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. We're not finished. I really like this article. Get, give us like five more mm-hmm. minutes. And they were hyped up about it. Yeah. And it, it really opens the door. So, like, I think there's got to be a balance, right? So, like, everything can't be about us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think using the things that Look are me, about us. I was like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but the things that, that we use that are about us allows them to explore more, right? So, yeah. it's like when I start reading about certain things, I need to get even more context. Yeah. And some of that context it's then falls outside right. of that. And that's why the cultural relevancy is so important to the work um, that we have to do. Um, and I also think that there is, but like even within that, we also have to acknowledge the way that we still, even as people of color, bring bias to the work too. So like at my school, what, so I broke, I aggregated data for my teachers to, to let them know that we have a, we have an issue with educating black boys in math. Mm. Not in reading. In reading, we're, we're Normally on par. Yeah. 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 But we are struggling with educating our black boys in math. And I'm like, this is something that we as a community, have to figure out. So that means we've got to do more work. We've got to do more research around, like, what does it mean to teach black boys? I like, where are we lowering our bar for our boys when it comes to math that we're not doing in reading? And so I think that's interesting. I passed an article around for my with my coworkers when I was at another in another district um, about how we are failing smart black girls mm. because we don't call on them, we don't acknowledge them, we don't. Oh, she got it mm-hmm. right. But I'm I'm and I'm I'm guilty of this myself. All of my attention is on my black male students, right? I'm praising you because I know the research, right? I'm mm-hmm. trying to, you know, prevent that whole school to prison pipeline, yeah, right? right. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'm I'm biased. Yeah. I'm turning a blind eye to to sis over here who might have it, but she might need something else from Miss Anderson. But Miss Anderson is focused on, you know, this young man over here because Miss Anderson is worried about him and Miss Anderson wants him to be successful. And so I think that's important that we bring our own, even as black educators, we bring our own bias into the situation with with educating our students, mm-hmm. which is why culturally responsive and culturally relevant, just so courses important. and professional development, yeah. ongoing, not just a one-stop shop. Be right. Once. Cannot be not once. that one PD in August. Yeah, no, no it's got to happen throughout the year. It's got to have a lot of practice. It's got to show up in your lesson plans. Mm-hmm. We as administrators have to look for it, and we need evidence that it's actually being, like you said, it's being implemented. Yep. Not that right. it's just something that went in because teachers can sit in PDs too <laughs> and just sit and do nothing. I need evidence that it's being implemented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can tell. Look, I'm like, I can go all day. Uh, and then our last one, and then I'm hoping that we can take a break after this in my building. The black teachers and white teachers stick together. So what I say, I mean that they might hang out together. Black teachers hang with black teachers, white teachers hang with white teachers. Or you can disagree and say, no, we all. I'm on the fence. Only because what I tend to see more so in my current building is that they stick together based off their grade level bands. Mm -hmm. Because we're separated K-1s on one floor, second, thirds on the next, fourth, and fifths up top. So kind of see it that way, too. 
It's like little gangs. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at my last school. Well, your school is different. Like, <laughs> no, but I got a response. <laughs> <laughs> but my previous school, yeah. We, In my we, previous school district, it was definitely the, the two, well, no, it wasn't two, but the few black teachers we had, we were a coalition, a collective. Mm-hmm. And then the white teachers, it was, you know, them. But, you know, as a staff, we were, but in staff meetings, black teachers stuck with black teachers. And it was so crazy because the students knew. The students were like, well, you know, that's your girl. Mm-hmm. Like, or, you know, I know you don't mess with so-and-so like that. I'm like, well, I'm not well, saying I don't you? mess no, with them. I peep them. it out. I peep, I peep yeah, it out. Yeah, kids, kids be all knowing the time. what they nosy selves. All the time. Now, if y'all could use that to find the text-based evidence. <laughs> right. That would be so helpful. Use them same so Inspector Gadget-ass skills. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bit. <laughs> but, um, you know, as a teacher, I would say I had the same experience. A lot of coalition. It was just like you see them in hallway. Yeah, like we got each other. We got to support each other because you know we all we got. And again, kids notice that too. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in my school though, um, it is they. I think my teachers congregate by levels of strength. Mm. And so, so the good teachers hang together. Uh huh. And the ones Birds that are struggling, I'm like that though. Oh, working. The struggle teachers are together, being like, "I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah. You we struggling? struggling. We're we struggling. struggling. Us together. Y'all can't help each other out the struggle though. That's the blind leading the blind. So wait, exactly. do the struggle teachers know they're struggling? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh. that's nice. Because so some struggle. So they they all just struggling a little differently, and they kind of. Well, they struggle the same. <laughs> um, and and fortunately for them, they have a uh, a leader who tells them the way that they struggle, so they have a fear, a, a clear understanding of what they need to fix. Yeah. Uh, but it is their common bond of failure that is bringing them together. The trash it's, teachers don't rock with the good teachers. Right, well, the good teachers a, don't rock with the trash teachers. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm unfortunately I can feel that because I look at my you know. Mm, yeah, sit with us. But like they, but like the, <laughs> you can't, you the strong teachers see it. Like they see you not putting forth the same effort. Yeah, they see you not putting forth the same grind. They see you not building relationships. And I don't respect that, right? And so like my struggling white teachers hang with my struggling black teachers. <laughs> they think that there's going to be a connection. Together. I'm like, no, 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 no. Your only connection is that you're struggling. Yeah, and that's not a good connection. Choose, try again. Yeah. Well, mom said, choose your friends wisely. Choose them wisely. So yeah, that's that's definitely something that I see a lot of, and it's, it's really problematic. <laughs> On that note, uh, we are going to take a quick break. Um, our red cups are looking a little empty, and we might just need some space to breathe. So we'll be back. And we are back. We were just jamming a little bit to Will Smith. Uh, we Classic. were just really excited yes. that we are getting ready to go on summer break. Hey. Yeah. It is. We have reached the end of the Woo. road. Although we've gone to the end of the First of all, we need a record deal ASAP. Huh. Um, we were just celebrating that, that moment. But we are back and we are ready to play a little game. Now, this might... Rub a few of you the wrong way. However, it's all in good fun. Um, we are going to, I want everybody to take some time to write down five things that black teachers say and that black teachers do. Um, you can split it in half. I've seen some people are already starting to make a graphic organizer. Yeah. Um, that's just the natural educator. It's the natural educator response. Um, Five things black teachers say and do. Five things white teachers say and do. I'm going to give us some time. I can't give us any thinking music because everything is copyrighted. Mm-hmm. Hey. It's a little too quiet. 
I'm stuck. Why are we stuck? <laughs> oh, I was like, I don't know if I'm stuck yet. <laughs> like, what do I say to my kids? Right, that's what I'm really trying to. That's what I'm thinking. Like, like the things that I constantly say. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because these are so painfully true. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never said it on a black class. Black teacher's class. Uh, I need two, three. Jesus. This is this is quite challenging. This is actually. It's harder than. Uh, you said five. Man. Five, yeah. That's like a little five challenging. Each. Five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're chuckling as you write them. That's, that's the best part of this. I only got three. All right, let's go with three. Okay, thank okay, you. That makes it so nice accommodation. Much thank you for differentiating for us. I got three. I'll add to the list if I think of anything else. Yeah, I got it. I got one more on I'm each might, category. I'm gonna have to borrow. All righty. Things that black teachers say and do. Oh, I think I got my five now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I got a fourth. I don't know if this is a black. This might be a both teachers thing. All right. So for number for my number one for things that black teachers say, uh, and we'll just go and share like one and two, then things okay. that black teachers say and do. Uh, I start my sentences off with, first of all, First of all, <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah. Um, what did I tell you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> when it's supposed to be quiet, the lab. Like, why, why are you still talking? Oh, that reminded me of another one. <laughs> all right, my second one. I'm not your mama. I go Ooh. there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so connected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know your mama don't play that. Yeah. If your mama walked in. So we definitely like to refer to that. We bring the mamas in. Every time. <laughs> now, my number three, I freeze my students or I have the ability to freeze my students with the look. Mm. Y'all know what the look is. This is the I wrote that one down on as well. Just for that. Just this so is you the make look the like, face. Mm-hmm. Hold, on, hold on. It's a death stare, if you will. Got it. Mm-hmm. Just in case, like, for Cause, real. Cause that's what we're doing. Um, that's another one right there. That's yeah. what we're doing. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> Which is connected in cousins to, <laughs> I know you not, insert whatever the thing that you're not be doing. <laughs> I know you're not talking. I know you're not running down the hallway, insert well, anything. What we're not about to do is. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely what we're not. What we're not fence to. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's either fence to or finna do. Mm-hmm. It's not what we're not going to do. Ooh, I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's rolling in? Now? Uh-huh. Wait, you got another one? Number four. My number okay. three, I got number Great. four. Come back t- to work from their lunch late. <laughs> oh, yo, yo, yo. So I think that just might be a teacher thing. So we had a, yeah. going around in my grade level, these kids all of a sudden were having like their little marriages or whatever. Oh God. And what right? grade? 
5th. Oh. So, like, one of the kids said they had a wedding planner and all that mess. So, one day their teacher's out. I, I know, right? So, one day their teacher's out, and we go to pick our kids up from, from the village, from the lunchroom, and the sub's not there. So, we think, okay, maybe she ran to go get lunch. She's running late. No, this lady went was trying like, to buy a wedding cake or some mess for them. Oh, that's cute. No, she's encouraging it. That's cute, though. No, we're like, no, nah. marriages are a no. A fifth grade. A fifth grade camp is not I, about to be a, a marriage And I also treat. need you to be here to watch these kids. Right. Like, me and my, so, like, me and my lead Wait, before I ask, like, was she? Mm, disappointment. Very much so. Aw, Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, any more for things black teachers say and do? Um, who you talking to? Who Who you talking to? Hmm. And then what this look like? Pause. Yeah, those were my <laughs> my best ones. Yeah, I also like to also bring up the hood that I'm from, uh, just because sometimes my students like to try me. Oh, yeah. I got to bring up my hood. First of all, I'm from East Seven Mile, and I got to clap East Seven Mile. <laughs> so, guys, if you're listening, do the hood and then uh uh uh. uh, uh. The claps are important. I'm from clap uh, clap uh, clap. Uh. There you go. Just like That's important. Mom and grandma used to whoop you with every syllable. Yeah, they had to the talk word. while spanking. It's, it's a, a nice thing. template for yeah. you know yeah. social currency. I also like the because I wear a, I usually wear a tie to work. So it's just like, don't let the shirt and tie fool you. Mm. Don't let the degrees fool you. Oh, that's that's mine. Don't let the degrees fool you. Mm. My students are like, you know, Miss Anderson got four degrees. Say it louder for the people in the, in the back. back. Please. <laughs> <laughs> they already know. All right. Things white teachers say. Come on, guys. <laughs> Mine is, okay, guys. I'm going to wait. <laughs> I have that one, too. <laughs> I'm going to wait. I'll wait. <laughs> like for what? And then, and then the no whole waiting. Class period goes by. Yeah, I'm not they, waiting. They don't care that you're waiting. <laughs> and at, at that all. point, they know what to do. Yeah, to it's like, that. oh, so you don't want to teach if I do this? So here's Lit. let me do this. Here's here's the the black educator uh, version of that. I'm gonna wait for y'all to finish talking because obviously you guys have something way more important to say than I do. You know, what? I could have went. I am so sorry for interrupting your conversation. How rude of me! Oh yeah, I definitely I go all the way in. Mother, I'm so disrespectful to you right my now. My mother and grandmother did not mm-hmm. raise me that way, but you know, obviously, lots of sarcasm and shade mm-hmm. throwing from black. So, do you want to teach? That's when I you used know to what? use. Did you graduate from high school already? You, you got your what? master's, your master's, well, your second master's, oh, your master's, man. master's. I've sat down. I'm like, here, go ahead, and I'll sit in their seat. Oh yeah, I've done the that marker. too. Go ahead. I'm not proud of it, but I've done it. And then they then they kind Lots of realize of shade like, and sarcasm. Know, shoot, like, dang, all right, you're right. Okay, here, go I ahead feel that's finish. a part of the warm demand or strategy. <laughs> like, research-based and proven. So those of you that are judging us right now, it's research-based. It's research-based. <laughs> uh, bakes treats for students and staff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what we had? They be baking like, all kind of treats. Like, hey guys, there's some banana bread left in the workroom. I just get really skeptical about that, though. <laughs> it's not fair. I need to know your kitchen. Yeah. And I need yeah. to. And then yeah. watching you lets me know whether or not I need to eat your baked goods mm. or pot staff potluck. Yeah. I, oh my god. <laughs> no. I did go anonymous here, so this is great. Can we just go uh, to a restaurant? Like, <laughs> right. I'm, we don't do potlucks at my right. school building. Period. Oh, wow. So I'm going to go back to this. That was okay, <laughs> That's a whole other topic. We have Jimmy John uh, platters in the workroom. Because mm-hmm, I can't. We don't need any ambrosia salad. No, thank you. Um, I'm going to call principal, insert. <laughs> <laughs> call the principal? 
I get that one a lot. So I've written the majority of my referrals within the last 30 days. Ooh. Just because it's the end of the school year and it's Fact. it's literally get out season. <laughs> I tell my students, it's get out season. You know what? My principal had the little come to Jesus I've meeting with fourth and fifth grade and was like, you know what? If these last, how many ever days is left for the general masses, you know, today can be your last day if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I, I've said this. I mean, I, I have a, a school of five to seven year olds so I, my school is only kindergarten first grade well next year we k to two oh wow but um, but i literally just told him i was like listen we have 17 days left you either spend them with me or you don't mm. but and i had the person <laughs> who one of the first graders she was going but she's like you know what i think it's gonna be so-and-so's last day of first grade come on let's go get your stuff <laughs> mm. <laughs> so i don't i don't write referrals mm-hmm. i typically and this is in my past it, it has come back to bite me in the behind not writing referrals because yeah. I'm I'm a fan of handling things in house. I feel that I can handle anything if I talk to mom. I got my own, and the, the majority of the time, about ninety five percent of the time, it works. It but it's work, always right. that, that one yep. student mm-hmm. that I got to put the paperwork on. Yeah, and so in the last thirty days, I've written up more kids than I've written up probably. And maybe I've written up a lot of kids in the last 30 days. And when I say a lot, I mean like maybe five. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a lot, lot though. It is a that's lot a to lot you. to me. But some teachers, they just you write them oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got a bad attitude. Write them up. No, mm-hmm. she got a bad attitude. But Miss Anderson's, Ms. Anderson's attitude is mm-hmm. worse. way that was, worse. That should have gone on my list. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, that you think you you think you think big and bad. I actually Let me told, show you how to You do think it. your attitude is bad? You ain't seen nothing. I had 30 years working on mine. I used the little Wayne quote with one of my students. I said, you might be a goon, but what's a goon to a goblin? And it was like, did you really? What? I really just went with little you Wayne. You had to. Sometimes had to. you got to take it there. You had to. But no, I, we, don't, we don't call our principals over here. I got this. <laughs> right. You going to call the principal by the time I'm finished. True story, though. <laughs> Look, true story. Uh, I have another one. Um, I don't understand why. I don't understand why they would think that I meant this, or I don't understand why. See how I put an ellipses on that? Because mm-hmm. there's so many dot, things. Dot, 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 dot. So many things. I'm like, they don't really care. You have to care to understand, though. You have to think yeah. outside of your own cultural experiences. You have to think, and I know this sounds messed up, but you have to try to put yourself in the shoes of what it's like to be black in America yeah. and a black kid in America and a black student or a black girl in America. Or to be five or to be six or to be seven. (laughs) Just to be an age, right? Like it's, I think that's the thing that I see so much happen in my school building um, where teachers will have struggles. It was like, you forget they've only been here for five years. (laughs) They don't know. Not even for five years. They probably just got there last year. Not the kindergarten, like in life. Yeah, yeah. And literally in life though. They've, they've literally experienced nothing. So the (laughs) things that they're doing are really the the impact of the four years prior. And by then, they just lost teeth. That's all. That's <laughs> like, it. That's the most traumatic experience. <laughs> well, not no really. Teeth. That they but, lost their crayons and they scraped their Yeah, but, like, that's a big deal. Somebody right. took their favorite pencil, turn up. Yeah. If somebody so took, I don't want to be my friend no more. Listen, at 30, so I'm having at a meltdown. 32, I, if somebody takes my pen, it's a whole problem. Oh, my pen's stay under lock and key pretty much. Like, they don't get my, my, my flares. I'm a pen seller, so I can't, I can't relate. I still yeah, pen. It's usually other adults I, that take I, my pen. I'm like, <laughs> like I, loan, I loan out, like, the generic mix and things like that. But, like, my ink joys, they stay in my little pen pouch. Mm. <laughs> nope, that's me. That's I'm like, mm. And I had a co She's like, ooh, nice pen. I'm watching you. <laughs> Run that back. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that'd be the thing is it's like, yeah, you're not thinking enough about their experience and like what their life is like and like the way that they're thinking and processing mm-hmm. things. 
you've been around a long time, so you've had opportunities to try things out and to fail and to win. They haven't. So, like, their reactions to things make sense to them because that's their reality. Mm. And that's what I had to realize going from fourth grade down to second. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, year. you know, I went from 11th to 9th. And you see that. <laughs> Ooh, I'm go- Needless to say, Jeez, if I'm still in the classroom this upcoming school year. I'm going back to 11 because ninth grade those ninth know. graders, who that was my first year of teaching was with mm-hmm. ninth grade. That was the Me last year in high school. And I thought, and so I thought since I started <laughs> with ninth graders and I had ninth graders my first two years that I could go back from, but I had 11th graders wow. for three years after that. And mm-hmm. I, my expectations were just, Mm-mm. oh, can't won't do it. Those ninth graders. And I miss Anderson. You always got an attitude just like, because y'all, are crazy. y'all are just y'all are crazy. Ugh. Y'all think you're adults, but then you act like little kids, and it's and y'all be musty all yeah. the time. <laughs> but then you swagged out. Mm. Mm. Like y'all deodorants. You, you can't pull somebody when you. Smell y'all need bad. all the deodorants, and no, I put an S no, on the end of it. Not Plural. even just deodorant, just the, the dub, the swag. Yeah, yeah, because they are <laughs> good. My school is. Well, I'm trying to work on that with my school, getting hmm. us an actual Irish room and a. Yeah. Some place for them to clean themselves. Anything else that axe. white teachers say or black teachers say and do? Now we all do a lot of stuff. We are very, very united. Like mm. teachers, we come back from we we might sleep in our room on our preps. That's a black and white teacher thing. I know that yeah. for a fact. Yeah. Um, I've taken plenty of naps on my prep in my classroom. Oh yeah, I used to keep a blanket in my room, <laughs> especially when one year they switch the whole upstairs. They put carpet in all the rooms. Mm. So like one of the PDs, I was like. Crappy and everything. So, what on my little blanket from Delta from one of my flights before? Nice. I'm in the middle of the floor, and my dean walks in looking for me. I'm like, I'm right here. That's me. Lights off. Are you in here? Like, no. (laughs) Right. Why are you? I'm like, all right. So, we've got a little (laughs) bit of time. So, I got some more questions. Amazing. Um. So these are your opinion based questions. In your opinion, what are the benefits of having more Black educators slash teachers in the classroom? Other than what research says, what benefits can you foresee? For me, it's all about representation. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a big uh, selling point for families for my schools to know that they have educators that look like their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it opens up the door for my families to be more open about the things that they're experiencing and the, the challenges and the obstacles that get in the way of like meeting expectations. Um, and they feel more uh, comfortable just, like, expressing those things mm-hmm. and then working together to find solutions. Because they know a black teacher might not call CPS more readily. Understand. I understand. Mm-hmm. But, and, like, that's the thing. It's like, not neglect. This is life. It's not. Right. And, like, the, like and for me, like, in those moments where I, like, feel CPS is, like, necessary, like, mm-hmm. I am very transparent. I'm like, hey, mom, hey, dad, just so you know, yeah. I'm calling and here's why. You can expect this phone call, like, I know that this is not going to feel great, so we can come and we can have a sit down and talk about mm-hmm. it. And it usually is a lot of like, and I'd usually do a forewarning before that. It's yeah. like, I am noticing this. This needs to change. Yeah. If this does not change, you know I'm a mandated reporter. Whereas with somebody else, it might just be, oh, no, you can't call. And then they show up at their house and they are, and it's like, yeah. Yes. And then it like throws them off and they're like super surprised. Like they're not going to take the news well. Either Period. way, but there is more respect and the relationship isn't broken when mm-hmm. they know that you've been up front. Like I tell my parents straight up, I was like, I called CPS because mm-hmm. I said that if you your child misses another day, they reach the maximum amount of days and I'm going to call. You missed another day, so I called. Mm-hmm. I gave now, you the heads up. Right. <laughs> you, now, I know you're upset about that and we can talk about it, but like, I've been 
we've been pushing the let's talk about it thing for a long time and yeah. we haven't done it. Because what they don't realize is we could lose our job for that if a- we don't. Absolutely. Act- actual factual. Right? And so then it becomes one of the things where like I've had that happen where parents, I've had to call CPS on families, but like we've been able to circle back and, and rebuild from where we've had to like where I've had to withdraw from their bank, if you will. We've been able to come back in and like make deposits. Right. I'm not trying to be the bad guy, mm-hmm. but my primary role is to make sure that students are safe yeah. and that they are in an environment where they are productive and they learn. And that's what I'm going to do. It's why you brought your kid to my school. That's what I'm going to uphold. And like you said, that relationship, that whole relationship piece, and I'm sure that helps, though. That buffers it. Mm -hmm. Because I took the time to build this relationship with you because you know that I actually care about your child, not even just your your whole child. Yeah. That you might not take that as, as, you know, abrasively as if I just call CPS. Like, yo, I just called the people on you. That paper. What? Now I'm showing yeah. up to the school with the bonnet on and I'm ready to fight. Right. <laughs> right. Which I'm ready to fight. Which is the thing that I've also been able to like curb a lot of in my school. Cause I told my I told my parents straight up, I was like, this ain't the school for that. So if like, you think you can come here and turn up, like this is where you meet the other side of me where I'm like, I will have the precinct ready to show yeah. up and They'll remove meet you. you before me. First right. of all, we're not fighting nobody. We <laughs> calling all. the I'm calling the authorities. I'm, not yeah, fight there. I'm, I'm not. calling call my uncle that's with DPD. I'm calling nope. the authorities. I'm not playing fair. <laughs> Every problem has resource. a solution, and we can talk through that. But like, then come here with the with the riffraff because I'm not for it. But on, um, but I think that's one of the things that, again, it's just like that level of like comfort is like I feel that I can come and not be judged. Um, as long as I come correct, yeah. then I will be treated the way that I expect. And I might feel differently talking to a black teacher about Absolutely. you know issues that are going on in my home, issues mm-hmm. that are going on with my I've child. Um other than someone else and vice versa yeah just having that that safe space just off Mm -hmm. that alone creates a lot of Mm -hmm. positive and there's so many examples of times where where parents have had the opposite and like a lot of and i found that like the parents that i have served they come with a lot of their own traumas and Mm -hmm. negative experiences in schools where Mm -hmm. they automatically expect you to have that same reaction to them and, you know, for me, like, I, at my school, like, I I come, I'm nicely dressed, I drive a nice car. So there's a lot of p- assumptions that people make about my background mm-hmm. and what I come with. And so I had a parent towards the end of the school year um, who was, like, ready to come riled up, right? <laughs> one of my leadership Hold team on, members, sis. one of my leadership team members came to her and was like, you know that Mrs. Stanley ain't going for for the nonsense, so you might want to level that down. Yeah. Um, and Don't she let was the like, clothes fool you. Right. And she came really level-headed, but, like, when she came and shared her story with me, I was like, Mom, the things that you're talking about are things that, like, I know firsthand. Mm-hmm. These are things that I've experienced, too. And I was like, I've just – I've had the opportunity to to – to advance and grow myself professionally and like to afford these new things and nice things for myself. But it doesn't take away the fact that I know your experience. And I think right. that's one of the the benefits of black educators is that for many of us, we all come from the same struggle or we come from the same background um, or same or similar situations mm-hmm. in that we all have this common ground or shared experiences and that we are able to relate to our students and the parents of our students on a different level. And I'm not saying that that's the case for all, you know, no, black teachers. It's definitely not. No. Um, but a, a vast majority of us, especially those of us that are working in an urban district, I understand. I literally, I'm teaching in the same district that I I grew up in, mm-hmm. and so I understand. I get it. I know what life is like. I I grew up in Detroit. I'm born and raised from Detroit, not Metro Detroit, 
from Detroit. Detroit, Detroit. It's from Detroit, Detroit. Because, you know, a lot of people say, I'm from Detroit, but be from West Bloomfield. No, I'm from Detroit, Detroit. And so I get shit differently. Mm -hmm. And I I understand things a lot differently. And I think that when parents, and so you see me, and that's my thing, like representation. When Mm -hmm. my students see me, yo, this little chick from the east side of Detroit that got a lot of mouth, a lot of bad, like, you know, a little bit of a bad temper. She has actually been able to get out, in a sense, in that I've had academic success at, at the collegiate level or at the professional level. Mm-hmm. And that at the end of the day, all I'm here for is just to guide and steer my students towards success. Yep. Whatever that might look like. And that's what families value, right? And mm-hmm. so like at the, the Can you help my kid? Yeah. Right. And like that's where the conversation ended for us where she was like, you know, like I just I really appreciate you. I really appreciate the school. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell how much Respect you love is huge. I can tell how much you love the way. school, but like you not only just love the kids that are here, you love the families that are here. Mm-hmm. And that's important. And like that's ultimately that's all parents want to feel yep. when they walk into a school building. They want to feel that they are accepted, that they are loved, that mm-hmm. they are cared for, that their kids are cared They're for. Can I trust we my have, kid? It's eight and hours. We My have their most precious commodity. Yeah. And I tell the kids, like, we spend more time together than I spend with my husband or you sp- spend with your parents. And, they and look that's, like, that's nothing but trust. Like, yeah. That's nothing but trust. And I have to be able to trust that, A, you're going to do the right thing by my kid and that you have my child's best interest at heart. Absolutely. And that you're not just here for a check. And that's that connects to this whole, like, Black Teachers Matter movement mm-hmm. in, in general. It's like the fact that, like— because of the way that we can make those connections, it just it establishes that trust that families need. Yeah. But like it's the same trust that white families look for when they go to school exactly. too. Right. Except they don't have to specifically, they just assume that it's there. Yeah. Because that's you know, that's that's a whole nother topic. Because <laughs> that also ain't always true either. <laughs> Systematic racism in in America's school systems. That's a whole nother a whole, a whole nother, nother episode. Thing. Episode five, yeah. six, and seven. Right. But right. they don't have to even worry about that no. though, because their students are well, were considered the majority. Mm-hmm. You know, that's changing. Well, but, yeah, and yeah. I, there's also this like assumption that that's true because of past. But I would, I dare say, like I've, I'm in a climate where I see that mm-hmm. is not true in those schools either. But they, because there's the assumption there, mm-hmm. they're just sending their kids with the trust that it's there. But I'm like, you, if you actually, if you actually walk in and you sit for a while, mm. boom, there it is. You'll actually <laughs> realize that your kid probably is a. Uh, in not great hands. Right. Um, and you and probably need to do more research and have more conversations. And when you see all these things popping up on the news about right. this teacher done did this, this teacher said that. I mean, I hate to say it, but when you look and see who it is. Right. But see, this is why. And I think <laughs> it is. Right. But, and again, this is why a lot of black families and black, black parents get a bad rap. But it's like, no, black parents are going to go in and come in and be like, is this school legit? And are you mm-hmm. legit? Are you taking care of my kid? Are you treating my classes. kid right? I'm going to sit in on a class. I'm going to take my kid's testimony. I wish testimony. that might be at the elementary level. I wish I had more mamas sitting in at, in, the, in the ninth grade. Like, Yeah, please, they stopped sitting in middle school, Please honestly. come. But, That's elementary school. <laughs> yeah, it's love. definitely elementary school. But on the same token, High school, still, we just home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they still have that same expectation where, like, they're relying on their kid to be able to say, this is the experience that mm-hmm. I'm having. And I think that's why, though, because mm-hmm. when they reach a certain age, they know that their child is able to advocate for themselves. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And that they will come home. And then but, like, that's what, we train, that's what we train our families to do. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember my parents were not, they were no gay player. If somebody say this to you, if mm-hmm. somebody says this to you, you, you let, let me, me know. know. And that's con- that's our that's our way. And my, you know what? I, I even have an open door my I'm like, if you see me slipping, let me know. Yeah. And I've had one Respectfully, girl, though. Because right, they'll be like. And you know what? But I tell them, like, if you see me slipping, let me know so we can make that adjustment. Things yeah. like that. Just like you guys mess up, I'm going to call you out. 
you know, safe yeah. space we could do that. And I had one student, she was like, I can't. I was like, yeah, because she's like, I was told not to disrespect adults. That's not disrespect, and, and that's what you got to teach. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what is uh, resorted to. And that's a huge, that's a student mm-hmm. to myself. You know what? You know, we appreciate you having that mindset. And things like that can be done, you know, respectfully because you are a, yeah. a, a young That's the joys of teaching like middle that. school, by the way. So here's my thing about <laughs> not saying I, I, I encourage my students to push back against authority. Mm. But I might encourage my students to push back against I authority. Definitely have. I know I encourage them to question. Too. And that's how yeah. you can answer I, answer, I encourage my students to think critically. Like yeah. my, my tattoo on my arm, I cannot teach anybody anything. I can only make them think. It's by yep. Socrates. I can only make you think. And with your thinking, I need you to push back. Yeah. I need you to ask questions. I need you to, you know, stir yeah. that pot up just just yeah. a little bit. Ruffle a couple feathers. And yeah. even even if it's in my own classroom, if you mm-hmm. notice Miss Anderson, you know, might be slipping. Or Miss Anderson might be lazy a couple of days. Miss Anderson is a bad move. Call me out on it. Yep. Respectfully, though. Yeah. Um, and they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's and that's, that's the joy that I have from do. teaching middle school I'm like, is you because that's, it. yeah, and like because they 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 get that, and I think that's the empowerment that they need to feel to know that, that mm-hmm. you're treating them like an adult yeah. and that their voice matters and their voice matters. Yeah. And so, as a black educator, though, that is my primary focus is to push out. I'm not trying to, and no offense, I'm not trying to push out more factory workers. No. Mm-mm. I'm not trying to push out more worker bees. Mm-mm. I'm trying to push out agents of change. Yeah. And that's my goal. That's my underlying goal in everything that I do. My, my You know, that's my, people be like, oh, you got a hidden agenda. No, my agenda is not hidden. I would tell my Stay students. Clear. here on the table. It's every day. I'm telling y'all, I need my students to be the ones that's going to change this shit that we got going on in this mm-hmm. world. Now, I don't think it's too late for my generation. Um, but I really, really feel that my students are the ones that come after them are going to be the ones that break the wheel. Oh, yeah. Um, and so as a black educator, it's my job to give my black students, my black and brown students. I'm sorry, because I got a couple. I got some brown. I'm in mm-hmm. DPS. I got some right. brown ones sprinkled in there and a, a dash of white. Um, but the one, the few white students I have, they straight up allies. Yeah. They are allies. <laughs> I yeah. push out allies. I push out agents yeah. of change. And that's, and I, that's my legacy. Yeah. Agreed. As a black educator. And if you're not doing that, if you're not in education, that's not your goal. Then, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Next, anything else? Next nah, question. Uh, rapper and activist David Banner recently <laughs> said that integration had a negative impact impact in the black community. Do you believe this is true as it relates to urban schools? Should schools have remained integrated? I'm sorry, segregated. segregated. And I got a follow up question to that. So the thing is, you never know what the results will be until you're put in that situation. Mm. But did we really ever segregate? Like, did we ever integrate for real? That was my follow up question. Or did they just settle? Yeah. Like, I I feel like the movement to integrate led to the runaway, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like... The white flight. Yeah. Detroit got... That's, that's literally... Folks painted. are just moving. As soon as black kids get busted in somewhere or, like, re- relocated to so a up, school... Up, oh, boom. Wh- moving away. Moving away. Um... Michelle Obama speaks to that in her memoir. Like, yeah, I'm I'm actually reading that right now. Oh, okay, I hadn't, I hadn't started it, so don't give too much away. Well, Teaching the Trill <laughs> has uh, some resources <laughs> for teaching excerpts from Michelle Obama as well. Yeah. They're actually free resources. I lo- I love her. I just love her writing. I haven't I haven't gotten extremely far yet, but I I'm obsessed with the way that it she is writes amazing. This narrative. It's it's amazing. Um, Sorry, we're si- we're sidetracking. We, we love you, <laughs> Michelle Obama. We do. Call me, girl. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I I think I would I actually agree. I like I I love my little HBCU mm-hmm. that I've created at um down south and it's um because it's a power it's a powerful place mm-hmm. and 
we are we're changing the narrative of like what is possible for black and brown kids um in the deep south and, mm, and we are it is it's hard it's game changing <laughs> and like we've only been open a year um but our results are as uh as competitive as the selective schools mm-hmm. in our district and we're producing the same kind of results within a year of existence with black teachers and black kids. Too, right? And it's just kindergarten and first. So speaking of results, because y'all know how I like my data. <laughs> <laughs> Love I've it. got and I've got some just some research just about the impact of black educators and black um in black classrooms. Yeah. Of course, it's going to take me 12 years That's okay, to pull it up. Because I can give you the one, because, you know, I'm a black male principal. So, uh, I know you got them all. Yeah. Look, you, I I'm know a, you got them. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a two percenter, right? Like, when you think of black male And that's ridiculous. Two percent? Two percent. So, what's the, what's the ratio for female, black female teachers? I'm sure higher because black females Not and females much. in education. Not much. I don't think it exceeds past five. I sh- wow. Doesn't and, see past five. Like, and that is crazy. But thinking so, about it, we only make up 8% of the majority of educators. That's trash to me. Yeah. And that's, a, that's another question at the end. Like, what do we need to do to get more black educators, more people interested in being a black educator other than, you know, <laughs> raise the salary? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do nothing about that. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to pull this research up. Sorry. It's not working. So when you pull up that, uh, so when was the first time you guys in your K-12 experience encountered your first black teacher in the classroom? Fifth grade. That was my question. I had, a, I definitely yeah. had a question. <laughs> yeah. My first, um, second grade, Miss Gibson. Mm. Yep. Like me, it was kindergarten, he was a gym teacher. Mm-hmm. And then like sixth grade, woodshop, like academic teacher, seventh grade for me. Yeah. Mm. My seventh grade English teacher. How many though do you think Two. you've had? Two sure. in the K twelve experience. So my Sheesh. fifth grade, my fifth grade teacher, Miss Williams, um, Godson, um, I love her to death. She is a Facebook friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, keeps up with my career. Um, a huge influence to Otis, why I went Otis Sanders. No, you know what? I like Otis. <laughs> my third grade, my main teacher. She left like mid year, so the long term sub came in. She was black. Mm-hmm. But I and what's so crazy is I remember every single black teacher I've had. I do too. I didn't have any black male oh, teachers, though. So much. <laughs> I didn't have any black male teachers at all in my K-12 experience. And I think that's a lot. And that carries on. That's it's a that's a whole different shortage area. Mm-hmm. Black, so black teachers is a shortage. Yeah. Black male teachers. Just got <laughs> Which is why they're throwing out grants and scholarships and everything. So if you're a viewer and you're listening, you have a child, a student, somebody who's interested in going to education, a lot of universities will literally pay for black males to go into education. Yeah. Because we need them. My eighth grade year... Our academic team, there were three black males, like on one team for eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Math teacher, the science teacher, and the ELA teacher. I had black teachers. I had Otis Sanders, fifth grade, Mr. McClung, and Mr. Tucker. Mr. McClung was my English teacher. Mm-hmm. And those are the only black Which male teachers. Um, McClung was 10th and 11th for mm-hmm. English. Tucker was 9th for social studies. Then I had one named Mr. Chapman, but he don't count. He yeah. don't if you if you went to Persian, you know who Mr. Chapman is. He was one of them the blood the not so good black teachers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you'll notice he kept that, the stash in his drawer. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll notice that like black men and elementary ed non-existent? almost non-existent. Really? Almost non-existent. There's the only black males that are in my building. Aside from like facilities team. That's interesting. Why though? Can we get some research as to the why other than money? Well, I think it also has to do with stigma, right? So it's like 
black men and little kids and like it can go a lot of different ways. It can go with like trust around like black men with mm-hmm. young with young girls and young boys. Um and like that's a factor that some people play into. Um and you know, a lot of elementary education ed- educators are women, so it's just assumed that mm-hmm. that's like the field for women. A woman's and, but like, you really see the male until middle school, high middle school. school and high school, where they feel like that's where wow. like boys come into men, and like that's where men are more necessary and needed. But no, there which no, is not true. When I was in elementary, there were no black males in my building. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Other than Mr. Sanders, no, we had Mr. Richardson, and they both were the basketball coaches. Mm-hmm. But other than them, I can't. I mean, that was decades ago. Yeah, <laughs> literally so, decades. And that's something that I've been that I've been really trying to work that is to necessary. Too. But like now, it's like you know, I'm a principal of an elementary school. I have uh, currently have three uh, black men educators in mm-hmm. my school building, um, and in my oh, increasing that by one next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so now there's like every, five faces. Yeah, every every interaction matters, especially with it our does. young boys. It does, and I'm like waiting for middle school. Is that K through eight? It's too late. Yeah, because they just they establish like the they establish their character and like who they are and mm-hmm. what they want to be. They do that work in second grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second grade is when they really come into like form of like this is who I am and like what I believe and like I care what people think about me. Yeah. That all happens in second grade. I tell all my friends, I say middle school, like I said, that's either going to they're gonna rise or they're gonna sink. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's too late, but right. middle school is who your child is going to be academically. Like and so that work has got to happen at it's the case. I mean, right, because mm-hmm. in some cases third grade when you're talking about academics. Mm. Yeah, that pipeline's looked at right there. So my first male educator, look at my face like the whole. My, my first black male educator was Take in a college. Shot for that one. <laughs> wow! Wow! Was in college. Yeah. And I feel the exact opposite. I feel at Eastern. I went to Eastern Michigan University. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, I feel as if Heather Neff. Yes. I can't think of anybody else other than Heather Dr. Neff. Doctor Peters. For what class? African American Studies. No. Nope. Doctor Woods. I had a black chick for African American studies, so yeah, I had maybe two, three black professors mm. at the collegiate level. No, I sought them out. I was like, <laughs> we had a black dean on the college of by the time I left. I was looking for them, um, and that, but that's important though. This yeah. to see yeah. you, it matters to see you. Just because I felt like even at the collegiate level, I felt like yo, somebody got my back. I can talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I got somebody is my ally. Not, that's not true for all the time. Just because you're black or the color of your skin does not mean that you got my best interest at heart. No. No. However, you have that in my experiences, that's been the case. Like, yeah, yo. you're more likely to find it. And not to say that, like, I've had really great white teachers oh, in my experience yeah. who have, like, been great at, like, pouring into me um, over the course of time. But it has been the influence of, like, I think the ones who've had the most influence mm-hmm. for me have been my black educators. Like mm-hmm. I had my fifth grade teacher and then my senior English teacher was the next time I ever saw another black educator again. Wow. Um, and you know, she, she was like, she was really influential in terms of like the, my next steps in going to college and things of that nature and going into this work. Uh, cause she knew that I wanted to be a teacher too. So she just like constantly followed my career and like gave me a lot of support and advice, helped me transition into leadership. Um, and to go 
into that's being a whole transition. Yeah, that's a whole like, transition. That was my English teacher from high school. My English teacher from high school. Was and so I'm very fortunate for that. that my my cheer coach from high school is a um, the principal at a prominent high school in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I still have these relationships and these connections with these teachers, mostly actually all black educators um, from my K through 12 experience that were in DPS that are still in DPS. And now I'm in DPS. Mm -hmm. And so it's crazy because whenever I see them at PDs or workshops, they just like, look at you, look at at you. Like you was just, and I'm like, I'm still that same, I'm still that same girl. Like I'm just letting you know, I just got (laughs) to, ain't ain't that much Ain't nothing changed. It's just a different, a different, uh, my passion is behind a different purpose now. I'm still super passionate. Um, but I, it's, that's so important. And I want that for our kids. Like, our kids need that. Yep. Um, it's what, 756? I want to ask this last question. So we talked Amazing. about, oh, research. I'm sorry. I just wanted to go. Researchers have provided convincing evidence. And I think this is a great way to end. Researchers have provided convincing evidence that teachers of color relative to their white colleagues have higher expectations for and are more likely to improve learning for students of color. Mm-hmm. Qualitative researchers have long observed. And they quote uh, Billings, which, you know, Lassen Billings, who's my chick. And recent casual relationships found by quantitative researchers, and they quote some more, point to the added value for students of color taught by teachers of color. Another uh, fact, considering the claim that black teachers are particularly suited to teach black students because black teachers can assist students in building cultural bridges to learning, the black teacher shortage and the low representation of black teachers in U.S. public schools are disconcerting issues. Big, big facts. Mm Mm-hmm. Another fact, black teachers' retention rates are often higher than retention rates of white teachers at high-needs, culturally diverse urban schools, suggesting a greater commitment to teaching black students. Hello. And if you guys want, you know, to fact-check my research, I'll be more than welcome to send it out. Because like I said, I'm a researcher. Uh, black teachers' abilities to, and this is another um, another fact, black teachers' abilities to bridge culture and curriculum stem from their content knowledge, pedagogical training, and share cultural identity with their students. This threefold effect may engender better educational experiences and academic outcomes for black students. And then uh, the last bit of research I want to share before we wrap up. Research suggests highly qualified black teachers are uniquely positioned. Notice I said highly qualified. Everybody ain't highly Please qualified. It highly bolded. qualified, and we want to even add highly qualified and highly effective. Come on, with black it. teachers are uniquely positioned to teach black students because of a cultural understanding of their students' home and community life. So with that being said, we got two minutes. Mm. What do we need to do to get more black teachers into the field other than, you know, increasing salary? Yeah, I I think that the so I have about I have a 92 percent staff retention rate in my school uh, going into this upcoming year. And a big part of that is as the principal. Retention is major. Retention is super major. But as a principal, I have poured a lot into making my teachers masters of their craft. Mm -hmm. And as a principal, that is my, that is something that I building teachers capacity. Yeah. It's like when you are able to, to help them get the results that they want, then they're like, Oh, when you are con- I feel like when you right. are confident in yourself as an educator, when you yeah. find that stride, yeah. when you, when you, you know you on your shit, yeah. when you know you on your shit, you unstoppable. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, uh, oh, I'm ready to come back to fuck it up again. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Mrs. Lee, we got what? One minute. <laughs> I mean, you guys pretty much said it in a nutshell. I, I really don't have much to add to it. Build us up. Give us the tools we need to do the job that we that we love and, and so desperately want to do. Give yeah. us the space we need. Let Respect us. us. And at the end of the day, nationally, not even just for black teachers, black teachers, white teachers, Asian teachers, Latinx teachers, um, 
Middle Eastern teachers, we need more money. Hello, somebody. Like, you want to pay? Run that's a whole nother. Money. Mm-hmm. Run, run us our money, okay? <laughs> give me the same <laughs> Give me the same uh, salary that you would give someone else with just as many credentials and just as much education um, as me. And at the end of the day, we didn't go into it to make six figures. However, we want to make a living wage as well. Hello. So with that being said, I want to thank my guests for joining me today. And I want to thank those of you that are listening. Um, this is Tori Anderson from Teaching at Trill, LLC, the host of Teacher Talk podcast, signing out. Thank you for joining us for Black Teachers Matter.